Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. All right, let's bring him in. Good morning, Mr. Bradley. How are you? What's going on, fellas? What is going on, fellas? Pat, where are you? I am in uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina. Very, yeah, heard of it. Heard of it. Big fan. Great place. Pat, this time of year, you know, it's not too mm-hmm. too cold. Pat, tonight Arkansas plays a Vanderbilt team. Arkansas has beaten Vanderbilt, and I don't know if you guys realize this. I didn't until I just looked. Ten out of the last eleven, and seven mm-hmm. straight times. We have asked on our zone question of the day, one of a couple, is this a must-win for Arkansas? Pat, is this a must-win for Arkansas tonight, if they're going to have the kind of season they want? (laughs) Is it too early to be talking like that? I think it's too early to be talking about that because you – this is game two of 18 for your conference, and you add in the Big 12 game that we have coming up, that matchup. So you have plenty of opportunities. I would say – to your question or to to your statement, what we're always talking about is resume, and is uh, so to, you know in in six weeks from now, will we be having the conversation? Are we running out of time to build up our resume? What you I look at is nearly every game outside of Georgia. Uh, you, you're looking at a high resume game. And so that's a that's a reason why yes, of course. Does an NCAA tournament team beat Vanderbilt at home tonight? Yes. However, can you lose this game tonight and still make your you know, make up for that? Of course you can. So, no, it's not a must win. Um I think we would all agree and and from hearing what coach Muss was just talking about, I think we we'd all agree we would like to see more of like these guys getting on the same page. And don't forget, it It was mid-January last year when we were talking about they go to Tennessee, they lose by three, actually play really well. They go to Bama, lose by 30. And then they don't lose another game for six, was it five weeks or six weeks? Remember they were like out of the top, yeah. um, you know, what, top 25 and like way out. And then in a matter of a couple of weeks, they were like, you know, top 20, so – um, is that going to happen again, guys? I don't know. I, I mean, listen, there were some things last year that we saw that helped. Justin Smith's a kid that I, I, you're coming from a major program. He played a lot of college basketball minutes. Jalen Tate, same thing. Um, those guys are so key. And, and don't forget, we had we did have a lottery pick on our team. That always helps. Mm-hmm. So this year, it just seems. The the pieces, whether it hasn't clicked what what I need to do, uh, or or it's just they can't do it. You know, Fun, I remember good big Joe Klein said one time. He goes, either you can't do it or you won't do it. Either way, we got a problem. Yeah, no doubt. 
Pat, this is a, I, I assume, and I haven't watched Vanderbilt play this year, I assume this is a pace game, knowing that they're not scoring much and they're also not allowing much. I'm assuming that their pace is not frantic or at least not as up-tempo as what Arkansas wants. Arkansas averaging a little over 80 a game, right. and Vanderbilt's averaging under 70. They're 231st in the country, but defensively they've done a great job. They're only giving up about 60 points a game, which is top 50. And Arkansas, of course, we know, has not been great defensively this year. Wes made an interesting point. Wes, I don't mean to steal your thunder, but, you know, Arkansas has struggled against the three this year defensively. Um, and we know defensively they're not quite what they were last year either. You're playing against a Vanderbilt team that is not a very good three-point shooting team. Wes is curious about He's asked about this. And Wes, feel free to chime in. But, um they don't really want to mix it up a whole lot. I mean, basically, Coach Musselman last year told us, we're a man-to-man team. We play man-to-man. So Wes is like, why can't we mix it in a little bit yeah. of zone? Maybe get Van over some minutes <laughs> that way. I know that's not the answer to stop necessarily a good three-point shooting team, but this isn't one. So was maybe that's something that should be considered. I mean, did you guys ever mix any zone in back in the day when you guys were getting after people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ton- tons, of, tons of zone. And the, the different thing with Vanderbilt and why Vanderbilt is dangerous is because they do have – a kid that was named the preseason SEC Player of the Year. And what makes Scottie Pippen Jr. different is he leads the team in assists, far and away. He obviously leads the team in scoring, far and away. He is a kid that's going to have the ball in his hands quite a bit. So what I'm going to be looking for is how – Vanderbilt is going to run the high ball screens because I'm telling you, if you spread out Vandy, I mean, excuse me, if you, if, if you get Scotty Pippen Jr. on the, uh, he's as good as anybody you're going to see this year with the ball in his hands breaking down the defense. He's good as anybody. He gets to the free throw line. He's very, he, he, he's got good vision. So you say, yeah, maybe they're not, right now they're 29% from the three point line, okay? But all they need to do is Scottie Pippen Jr. come down off some high ball screens, and he's kicking out to guys in the corner for wide-open threes. I mean, they have Jordan Wright. Uh, you know, they've got about three or four guys that can make threes, you know, Scottie Pippen Jr. being one of those, but he's the distributor. So that would be the only thing that concerns me is, like, yeah, they're going to slow it down. They want to take a lot of time on their offensive set, which which keeps it a low-possession game. But can you? Are you going to be able to stay in front of Scottie Pippen Jr.? Is he going to slice and dice you? Because that's a possibility now. That is a possibility that he can do. That. He's that good. You know what I think we're going to see? We're going to see, uh, and we saw it a lot last year. They'll double team the ball as soon as it comes across court, get it out of his hands, and then they do kind of go into a zone. And that's what Coach kind of explained to me that day when I asked him that. That's their form of a zone. They double team the ball, get it out of Pippen's hand. And then they're basically playing four on three, and that forces a team to sometimes do some things they're not comfortable doing, and you get a kind of a crazy shot or a rush shot or a shot that they're not used to taking. But they're they're fine with playing four on three as long as they get the ball out of Pippen's hand as soon as possible. Well, yeah, he's the most talented guy. If you can do that, and that's why it's important for, I would say, the communication. But that's the other thing we talked about. That last year's team was a different defensive team. This year's team has got to be able to execute that high ball, uh, that high trap. You got to know when to trap Scott. It's not, you know, Scotty. I think he leads the league, right? Isn't Scotty and then JD Note? Mm-hmm. 
So you have to be able to execute these things. Every, nobody wants Scottie Pippen Jr. to have the ball in his hands because he's going to drop 30 on you. Mm-hmm. So can you be disciplined enough and communicate enough defensively to know when to trap? Because his thing was, if you try to trap him too high, he's going to split you. Now he's now he's playing <laughs> five, five on, on three, three. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's it's those types of details that Coach Musk has been talking about this year. It's like he said we've been running the same defensive drills we did last year when we were number one right. team defending right. the three. So I just think it's it's uh, it goes back to the, you know, pretty simple in terms of can you execute that defensive game plan because that kid's good enough to beat you. Pat uh, Pat Bradley join us courtesy of River City Flooring on the brand of moving and storage outline. Uh, Want to ask about rotations, Pat? And, and typically we've seen him work through this, and I guess you know they really didn't kind of find their 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 footing until they got into the SEC schedule last year. But it has been a little bit I don't know if I call it frustrating. Anyway, surprising I guess maybe a little bit. He's still toying and tinkering at this point in the season. Do you have a, 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 an opinion on what the best combo is? I know he was shorthanded last game with a couple of guys that weren't available for various reasons. I mean, what what uh, what do you think is going on there? Because this is a little out of the ordinary at this point in the year, I would think, for most teams. You kind of got a feel. Yeah, I think he is – it's clear, like, who is going to be your better offensive players, and you need that. You need guys to get out, run. Um I think the challenge is going to be how to when you got to dial up a defensive stop and can you trust like can you trust um, having a certain lineup out there that you know is going to be able to execute what we just talked about against Scottie Pippen Jr. and it's going to you know that's I noticed KK Robbins is getting a lot more time. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine but to think that he wants him to get down and dirty, defend, be that disruptor on, uh, um, from the defensive end. Uh, yeah, it helps Jackson Robinson's making shots. That's always, you know, anytime you can get a guy that, that you can start to depend on to make shots, it's going to help. Uh, I just wonder what's, you know, is Chris likes. And J.D. Note, I know he thinks he still leads the league in steals. Um, but a lot more goes into defense than just just flat out stripping somebody. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of you mentioned rotation things. So, um, it it was funny watching last year in Coach Moss. Like he's got his way of doing it. <laughs> it's a funny thing. It's like I'll be watching. and I'll be like, I think I know what he's trying to do. I mean, he ends up figuring it out. So like even last year, you know, he his process. I think maybe. You know, it's his. It's not the same as everyone else's, uh, but you you can kind of tell when it looks like it's clicking. So um, I know with with from what he's saying, when I know him, it starts on the defensive end, man. That that's everything else. You know, because he lets them run, lets them do a lot of things on offense. It's just you can't give up the kind of numbers they gave up this year. I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking like they're yeah, what are they giving up? Well, they've given up over eighty points in their last points. in three of their last four games, and those were all losses. And yeah, I mean that's where it all starts for this team. And that was the kind of the thing last year when when they were struggling. It it was defense, and they weren't playing good defense. And they changed it, um, you know, by the end of the year and started playing really good defense and played really good during the stretch you, you, you in hope, Elite and, Eight. And you hope that happens. And, and you know, it's it's funny. It's like 
beginning of the season, you, you're outscoring people, which is fine. Although, you know, Kansas State, obviously Kansas State is ugly defensively, but even Cincinnati, you know what I mean? That, that, was, that kind of a game gave me a lot of um, confidence in this team, being able to win, grind it out, gave up 67 points. But, you know what I'm saying, it just – I thought we'd see them build off of that. Um, and like I said, there's still, there's still time. No doubt about it. Um, it's just you can't keep. Yeah, you're giving up most of the time. If you give up 80 points, you're gonna be. If you're not losing, you, it's you, you're not gonna be able to outscore many many teams. Pat, there's gonna be a defensive battle down south. Uh, Kentucky and LSU's tonight. That's a that's a, to me is a great game. What do you see out of these two teams early? Um, well, uh, LSU is about as versatile defensively. They've got all the pieces from, from a defense standpoint. They got guards who quick get up and guard you and they got length and they got size in the paint. They got a seven footer and everything. It's just they they don't have they they've it's sort of when it comes to offense, they gotta they all gotta help each other. They don't have the great individual guy right now. Although Kid Tari Eason, there's a couple of them that, that have shown that they've got that skill. But Kentucky man it's just to me, it's a matter of, you know, they get point guard Severe Wheeler. Is, is, is he going to – he leads the league in uh, assists, but he leads in turnovers too. So it's like, which one are you going to get? And LSU, they've all as a team have come to the realization and they've accepted that, yeah, we're a defensive team. So they, they enjoy getting up and, and playing defense. So – if uh, Kentucky isn't taking care of the ball, then uh, they can compete with them on the glass. That's for sure. Pat Bradley, courtesy of River City Flooring, with who us do today. We have One Georgia night. or Bama? Do we have Georgia or Bama? Who 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 do we say is going to win that one? We're right, Georgia. Game? Georgia. Georgia. Is it is it the uh, mental advantage or or is it just you think another shot at Bryce Young and and they're gonna they're gonna be able to slow him down? I like. Pat, I like the under, and I think uh, I think Georgia will figure some things out. And I think, you know, when you're Alabama, too, you try to revamp things, and obviously it couldn't have gone any better than it did the first time. You're not going to do the exact same thing the next time out. But um, I don't know. I think Georgia is going to do from an offensive standpoint. Slugfest. Uh, yeah, I, I just think Georgia's been the best team all year long, and they played one bad game, and Alabama took it. Yeah. You know, and just I go back, we were all shocked. I mean, we were just shocked in the SEC championship game. And I just don't think we were uh, that wrong on it. Alabama played a great game. Georgia played a bad game. And it's going to be different this time around. Plus, they're matchless, which will make an impact, I think, in a game like this with a team like Georgia, where they got away with it without him. Yeah. I mean, Williams was still making incredible. I'm like, I don't know how you don't double or triple team this dude. I mean, I don't know what you got to do. They clearly want to go, you know, they're going to throw it to him downfield a bunch in the game. Um, I mean, they go a. A Bill Belichick uh, versus the Bills and run like only pass it twice. Who Georgia? Yeah, I mean if Stetson Bennett throws it like he did against Alabama or against uh, Michigan, I mean maybe not. But you know, the big thing for them is I think they still don't need to play from behind. But you know, if Bennett's going to sling it like that, then maybe they can. So I don't know. I mean, I, I just think Alabama's a little more one-dimensional. I think Georgia's shown that they can do both well. I mean, Alabama's become a more adequate running team, but. I still think George is a better team, so we'll see. How much yeah. difference does Nick Saban make? Enough that you think they're going to win? Whew. I, I do, 
obviously the on the field stuff they've already played so they sort of got a sense and i don't know how many did they they've probably played these players a few times over the past few years so yeah i i do think it how kirby smart and nick saban coached their teams from after the sec championship game into the semifinals and then now like how are they preparing them mentally for mm-hmm. it because like you said i mean there's very I mean, you, you kind of know what you're getting, right, on, on, yeah. on the football field side of things. Yeah. I just feel like yeah. from a ment- mentality standpoint, what are you going to get? Right. No, I, I, I got exactly what I expected. I expected Georgia to dominate Michigan, and they did. And I expected Cincinnati to not be competitive with Alabama, and they weren't. <laughs> so, yes, unfortunately, it's always the same old thing. And it is boring, and it is lame, but you got to tip your cap and you get what you, you know, kind of get what you expected. So. We'll see. Yeah. I didn't expect right. Georgia to do what they did to Michigan, honestly. I expected them to win. I didn't wasn't even surprised they covered, but I didn't expect them to dominate the way they did. That was that was remarkable. So, so let's get lean here, Georgia Pat. The under. Yeah, I like the under, honestly. I may be crazy. Why you like the over, it sounds like? Yeah, fit, no, not really. Fifty two is a lot. I think it's is it fifty two or fifty three? Okay. Either way. Yeah, fifty three. You're right. Let me get Lee in here real quick and then we'll uh oh Lee hung up. I was gonna let Lee ask a question. All right, P B. Wanna you thank did. our friends All at right, River boys. City Flooring. We appreciate you, buddy. As the old Tyler that you are, Pat, I appreciate River City Flooring. <laughs> yes, I do. They do a fantastic job. They take care of the buzz, too, by the way. Any of our fine folk listeners that will stroll through the buzz, you'll notice, thanks to River City Flooring, it looks fantastic. That's true. That is exactly right. Well, brother, we'll talk to you next week.